Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. MLB news, there will be a season. There will be a season. And despite all of this, you know, we're, we're getting 162 games. I feel like our over-under, we would, we'd know a lot more if we could see the contract that they've signed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? We had, like, the dotted, like, sent it over to a, um, to a lawyer to look, look through. I was going to say, what is it? Paralegal. Yeah, there you go. No, I think these, um, the contracts are very illuminating, right? Because they tell you a lot about what the team thinks that everybody is worth <laughs> and and we know sort of what the team is targeting now based on how much they're willing to spend i mean obviously i'm most invested in the twins and if you skip to the the end of the list here it seems Oof. like the twins are doing stuff to leave themselves open for another move yeah oh <laughs> what's the story indeed that's <laughs> indeed yeah i mean I let's, do love following minnesota media let's start from the end i mean they've got um we the twins picked up isaiah counter falafa great that seems fun for mitch garver great trade okay i was awesome. like we have cool. a, we have somebody who can play replacement defense <laughs> that's, <laughs> yes. that's better than we had like that's good yeah. okay that's not that's not a negative on the defensive and then, front and, and what'd you do with them we traded him immediately after but he's gone he obviously didn't know right he had no idea because his social media was like happy to be a twin <laughs> and then they're like oh you're going to new york with josh donaldson who look am i sad to lose josh donaldson no no i am not i'm not disappointed about that i don't know that getting back ursula and sanchez makes a ton of sense i think that the, oh man I urshela think, is such a twin though i think the players it's like i see it now and it's like okay here it is that that is a twin I think and Gary Sanchez and uh, um, yeah. and Miguel Sano, I think they're going to have some eating contests. Where's Ursula going to play? Third. Okay. All right. So, oh man. Okay. So we got him. that's ah <laughs> oh, that's a defensive downgrade. I mean, we got him at third. We got Sano at first. We just have leaky corners. We have no middle right now. <laughs> we got Polanco at second. So that's good. Fine. <laughs> Fine. We'll probably make Polanco play short. Uh, I I mean look. The players going to the Twins were worse for them fantasy-wise. Like, it's, I think, if you drafted them last week, now you know that they're on the Twins, that's disappointing. But conversely, you yeah. drafted Falafa and Donaldson last week. That's pretty good. You know what? I, I don't think, I think Donaldson is, well, it, Donaldson is like a cherry on the top kind of, like, team. Yes. Like, because he will, play, he, I, I, let's put an over-under on him. 400 plate appearances. That's a really good number. Um, I am curious, are you are you coming at this from an injury or a playing time or a combo perspective? Both. Yeah, yeah. Both. I think, I, right, because there's a path to him getting less than 400 through either injuries or playing time. 
<laughs> like they could they could just put him out as a two thirds of a platoon. <laughs> and you, and you're not and, and you're not even like playing on the third one, which is a combination of those two in like the nth degree, which is like saving him for the playoffs. Oh. Like you will get hurt, Josh Donaldson. We will need to save you for the playoffs. Just if you're gonna have some problems, like emotional problems, and need to be home. August is a great time. August is a great time to schedule that for. Yeah, I um. Okay, all right. I still think I would rather be on the side going to New York than the side going to Minnesota right now. Love the Twins, but but did you pick four hundred over under? What do you got? I will do just over four hundred. Okay, and then I want you to do who's gonna have more? Who's gonna have more plate appearances, Falefa or Urshela? Falefa. Falefa. Yeah. You really okay? Yeah. Urshel is going to be like number batting number three for the Twins. Uh, yeah. Um, Jose Iglesias. Does he matter? Um, draft no. In season maybe. In a TGFBI, I, I owned him TGFBI late last season, and he was actually sort of helpful. Um, look, I I think he's helpful. I don't think he's I think he's helpful on the right team. I don't think he's the right. I, I doubt that your team is in a position where you need to draft him. You know who should have grabbed him? Twins. <laughs> need some defense. Look, if we don't get story, yeah. <laughs> so 32. Yes. I don't know how he's 32 years old. That is insane. Because he's been around for um, so long. <laughs> what is his... So plate appearances. How many plate appearances do you think he's going to get? He got 43 last year. Over, under. Oh, at bats. So it's 483 at bats. Uh, I, I don't know. What, uh, what 483 at bats. Interesting. So, so put the PAs at 500, a little over 500. Yeah. Um, Say 500. I, mean, I, I think, got? I think in the context of the MLB, he's an everyday player. So. Oh yeah. I, well, he's an almost. In every- Colorado, he is. In yeah, Colorado, yeah. he's an everyday player. Yeah. So I, I think over. I think over 500. All right, and another Rocky, Alex Colome. What do you think? <laughs> We're just talking about like Rockies and Twins here, I guess. Um. People with I guess they were the ones who did some moves. Um, they did the moves. I can't touch Colome. I could stomach him last year on the Rockies. His stuff continues to fall off. There's no way. He loves to give up, give up home runs. Yes, he does. Unless the Rockies can give him three runs every time he's coming in, like right before he's coming in. I don't. He's gonna he's gonna blow. I mean, what what's the over under number for blown saves? <laughs> for We're Colum. not gonna over under on blown saves. We will over under on twenty saves. Over under twenty saves. Under three year average. Come on, is 20 saves. come on. Under twenty. Under. I'll take the over. Go for it. Go Why? for it. Who else is gonna do it? You are you gonna go out? And They're not gonna get saves, man. The Rockies. There's not gonna get saves. There's no there's no law that says they have to get saves. <laughs> it will probably be at the rate periodicity for him though and then carlos rodon i i don't know the synthetic draft loved rodon it loved him it just the, every is like give me more rodon i and apparently the giants stole my algorithm i i like said, rodon we'll take him you know it, it's different because i would you know i'd worry a lot more about going to an nl club before the universal dh because if you like Rodon is somebody who would take mm-hmm. a major hit if he had to bat. Mm-hmm. An injury risk guy. Yeah. You don't want to see him batting. Yeah. Obi Wan trailer. Obi Wan. 
That's a name I've not heard in a long, long time. Okay, so you were nervous last week, two weeks ago, whenever mm-hmm. we talked about this last. I am more nervous post-trailer than I was before. There's there's basically no way that you can live up to Duel of the Fates. <laughs> yeah, that is, you can't live up to a trailer having the Duel of the there's Fates no way. in it. And I mean, it's so, it's so easy to just put that in in the middle of a trailer and just be like, get people's like goosebumps going. It's great. There is no way that you can live up to that in the trailer. It's just not possible. It's a great song for a great scene. Yeah. In episode one. And there's just no way. Unless you're, I mean, I'm not ready for Darth Maul to come back. If that's like what they're going to do. Don't, don't even. That was the original. That was what was going to happen. And then the solo movie tanked so much because everybody was like, wait, who is that? Was that? Who was that? Was what a lot of people said. Gen Zers. And then it was like, was that really Darth Maul? (laughs) Some people said. Yeah. So there's, I mean. I guess. So there's that. There's a bunch of characters that are from the Clone Wars, as far mm. as I understand it, which mm. I have no association with. I'm nervous. I, I don't, I'm nervous. Like, I'm, I'm nervous as well. Yeah. George is in this thing, right? He's involved. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Is he? I, I'm pretty sure Lucas is involved. I like that less. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. What is if he's involved in this? Like, what can he bring in here that could be like Georgie? Hmm. I mean, the Inquisitors. Inquisitors. The Inquisitors, yeah. The courts are even slower than the Senate. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm ready boy. to watch it, though. No, no, no. We got some We got some fantasy lined up for us. I feel, year. you know, I'm just so nervous because I love Ewan McGregor, and this could just go so south. As well. You want to do some TGFBI drafting notes? We have a statistical sample, so we better. Well, yeah. Yes, we do. Though, let me just give you a number one. This is going to be like a, just a, a, a potpourri, mm. um, a poo-poo platter, if you will. Number one high-level thought is what WTF, League 23. Last night, I pulled down everything. I was like, I'm, everything's going to be set. All the drafts are going to be done. No. League 23 a.k.a. in the NFBC world numbering system, 622. 439 draft picks out of 450. So there's probably one guy in that league who's furious, and then everybody else is super slow. I mean, I did, I haven't computed what the theoretical limit is, but we got to be close <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah, this is close. This is really close. It's so bad. That's and by now, it's probably different on recording this and when we, when we release this, but still, uh, as of... 3.13 at 9 o'clock at night, Eastern Standard Time. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. Anyways. So I, I took a, I did, I did a couple of things. You did a couple of things. Mm. We're starting to think about, we're really looking at this data. Um, huge sample. There are 31 leagues that uh, each drafted a lot of players. 450 players total. 450 players is a, is a deep bench. It turned out to be 589 unique players. 500, I thought I got to 600. I thought there was 600. When I looked at the table, I saw 589. I don't know how much I trust that table. I, I scraped this shit down myself. <laughs> I just pulled it down as a CSV. You pulled down the, you pulled down the stuff from 
that's been aggregated by the people manually punching in numbers. Yeah. Five. Yeah. 580, uh, 588, 588. I'll have to see what the difference are. Tony Sintillan is one, uh, the two guys that have been picked four fifty, and that's the only spot they've been picked. John birdie and Tony Sintillan. <laughs> Congratulations to those guys. Those are Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, they have an ADP of 450. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ouch. Ouch, 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 ouch. Um, all right. So when we were, we were talking about this, we were shooting around. Um, and, you know, there's grabbing ADP is really helpful. Let's just be honest. It is helpful. I know people, there's like a war against ADP, but understanding the average draft position in this many leagues is helpful, especially when we're all under the same conditions. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? Um, so this is a number one. So we'll use that. We'll quote those numbers, et cetera. Um, but it looks like Michael has done a little bit of work. I did a little bit of work as well on creating histograms because we discussed um, wanting to have histograms. Um and so we can add them to our player yep. eval pages. Yep. Um, so we can workshop a little bit those histograms. But when, when you talk through uh, some of the things that you put together here. Yeah, sure. I, I'm interested in just a, a very simple uh, a very simple characterization. We did this last year, actually, so I thought I would run it again this year. I'm very curious about the, the idea of the wisdom of the populace in general. And okay. what exactly what exactly you, you learn from ADP? Is it are you actually learning the intrinsic value of a player, or are you just learning when am I going to be able to get this player in a draft? And I used to I used to adhere to the first. <laughs> I used to think this is this is telling you something about the player's value. I no longer think that, and I'm pretty sure you no longer think that. No, I don't. I think this is solely telling you. I think this is solely telling you when you can get a guy in the draft. When you should be able to, use, yeah. When you should be able to get a guy. Um, I don't totally agree. I don't totally agree on that. If you think about this as, because there's so many guys that miss, they and they miss, not for like a reason that should be forecastable. They miss because they didn't play. Sure. Yeah. Or they miss because. They're Urshela and they get traded to the wrong situation. Yeah. You know, there's so many guys that miss that way. I think it does help to like, if you're seeing, yeah, how do I say this? It's like something slightly in between those, those, those two points that you, okay. you gave. It's because it is, it is when can I get this player? But what is the value of this player in the, in the system? Not pretend, not what he's going to, what he is going to achieve in his stats, but like, what is the like opportunity that you have in that? Uh, Maybe I I no longer I no longer believe that. And let me offer you my okay, let me fine. offer you my evidence. Let's okay, two pieces of evidence that I've got for you. Uh, first one is for the players that were drafted last year and this year, their ADP. Yeah, and this is the most random plot you've ever seen. I mean, this may as well, except for the very top like the top 50, top 100, let's mm-hmm. say. This is a scatter. This is a complete scatter. And so that is to assume that we are basing in 2022 off of the new knowledge that we got from 2021. That's what this says. I mean, this this to me says that for the most part, 
we've erased everything we thought we knew about the relative value of players going into 2021. So it's it's useless to consider last year's draft table. So if you if you if you're drafting off of 2021's, you know, ADP cheat sheet, <laughs> you're you're drafting in a completely different universe than 2022. Right. But so you're but yeah, I I I see that. Well, you're not looking at the val. You're not looking at the actual value that was achieved by the ADP 2021. Well, I think I think I think that you're. But we've looked at that before, yep. and you're right. There's there's not as much of a relationship as there should be. Yes, yes. I think what you're learning is that it it turns out that ADP is not very predictive of what the player is going to do that upcoming year, mm-hmm. and that freaks me out. <laughs> like. That that's what this is showing. This is showing that you drafted these guys in 2021. Okay, that's it was not predictive because in 2022 they're going to get drafted in a completely different spot. Right. Except again, okay. except for the top hundred, like the guys in the top hundred, a bunch of them they bounce around a little bit, but they're you know there's a con- there's a an over density in that area. Yeah. Well, yeah, those middle tier guys. It's hard. So that's point one. Point okay. two is that. I think that there is a pick law if you look at ADP versus uh, min-max picks, basically. Mm-hmm. So this, so, so I made a plot of ADP average draft position versus the for the statistical sample of TGFBI the 16th and 84th percentiles. So you should be capturing the dispersion here right this you should be capturing the standard deviation allowing for some non-gaussianity which we'll talk about when we look at your histograms and this is the same between 2022 and 2021 i mean so you've black is 2022 gray is 2021 so they are very similar but we know from the previous plot that the adp is not very predictive so this again says to me this is what tells me ADP is actually about when you can draft a player when you can expect the player to be around that's how you can use ADP instead of value so that tells me that you know you don't have to draft you don't even have to draft in the order that you think they're going to be valuable <laughs> you only have to draft in the order that you think they're going to be available yeah well that there you go yeah, so at least there's something that you're getting out of that, that you're getting out of ADP. I, I am. Where are they I mean, available? That's what it's telling you. All you have to do is be not in the first league, and I can tell you from this chart roughly where, roughly when the guy is going to get taken. And you you only have to give me one, and I can tell. I mean, look at this. If you let's just pick a, pick a random number at two hundred, pick two hundred and fifty, you're going to be on average plus minus twenty picks on either side of that. So a guy who shows up at ADP 250, which I could look one up, it's going to be, you're going to get in between 230 and 270. And that's just, <laughs> that's just how it is. Most, right. 250, all right, exactly 250 is <laughs> Ramil Tapea. How about that? Let's say Andrew Vaughn is closer. I think Andrew Vaughn is closer, yeah. Ooh, Alex Cobb at 249. Right. So you're going to be able to get him. 
Right. So yeah, I mean, you just you went, said the you dispersion just, you just was how much? It, right. Like, ooh, Alex Cobb, twenty. You just, so Alex Cobb is like the kind 20. of guy where it's like, well, maybe I would have picked him around two hundred or something, but I don't need to because statistically speaking, no one else is going to pick him until two thirty. Right. So you're saying the way, ultimately, the way you need to be able to that you should be viewing ADP is this is where the player is going to. Um, this is my value for the player. This is the range in which that person is going to get picked. If I want him, I need to get him here, 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 here. Yes. I think that's true, especially for the, the people who are the get your guys kind of player people yeah. who like then all of a sudden draft someone in like the third round. It's like. Exactly. I'm pretty sure that you could have gotten Jose Barrios later. Right. So that that to me is the is the correct way to use ADP. So. I'm hesitant to recommend that anyone draft from ADP. It's not it's not correlated with value strongly. So don't use ADP as a shortcut for value. If you want to know, you know, how valuable Alex Cobb is going to be, it's probably not 250. I can't tell you which way it's going to go. <laughs> I think better, personally. No, see that but that's a hard part, right? Is that we don't know if it's better or worse. But you should have you should have rankings somewhere where you've decided which side you think it's going to fall on. And if you think Alex Cobb is going to be better, say that you think say in your internal rankings Alex Cobb is two hundred, right? You shouldn't pick him at two hundred. You should pick him two rounds later because he's going to be there. Yeah, that's where this is where the the game theory, the statistical analysis meets the game theory. Yeah, exactly. Question. Right in the middle of the ADP. Yeah. And I, so my question is, I'm actually worried that because these distributions between 2022 and 2021 are so similar, that there's a concept of herding here. That everybody, as soon as some ADP is information is available, everyone's just converging to it. Oh, yeah. I know. I completely agree with that. But I don't think that is necessarily even the ADP. I think it's the rankings in general. Rankings in general. Yeah. Hurting. Okay. I, I don't have enough information on that front. That's probably that's probably worth looking at. Because I would love to see in CBS, NFBC, ESPN, Yahoo, yeah. like the ADP, the differences in the ADPs mm-hmm. and what their correlation is to the rankings that's there in the draft room all right i think that's probably worth checking out i mean okay can we get that can we get those somewhere uh not easily i mean they're all available right because you can look at them (laughs) manually (laughs) all right anyway now that i've painted a very pessimistic picture you can go ahead and tell us something more positive I don't know that it's anything positive, but you had sort of given me a mission, um, and we wanted to see where players were getting drafted um, on an individual basis. Because it's you know you you just gave me a, not quite six hundred data points, <laughs> yeah, in, in a graph. It's awesome, but right. But we want. But so you went in, you went into the data, you went and grabbed that, you, you put it together, right? So what what I've done here. In our TGFBI ADP um, repository, there's a main script. It downloads. Um, it goes. It goes to every single one of the TGFBI draft boards. It then it, it create. It goes to Chrome, puts in the URL. 
grabs the stuff down, puts it into a, a data frame, accumulates all those, gives you data, uh, gives you a table of uh, drafts. Really cool. From there, if we want to make histograms of all of these, put together a function to um, take a name, that input data frame that we create, and then uh, what I'm calling round length. So if we want to have, if we want to create bins of 10, yeah. so yep. like as if it was 10, 10 player rounds yeah. versus 15. Oh, good idea. The default that you're seeing here, Michael, I'm giving you examples are 15. So that would be, that would be TGFBI. So if you see um, each one of these bins is essentially a round. This is so, that's really clever. That's a very clever way of discretizing the data. Right, you're no, you're probably no, no. thinking that like Eric. So these good. are a little bit. These are a little bit clumped up. Like Raphael Devers is in two bins. No, I'm actually right because he's picked before number thirty. <laughs> I'm, right? I'm actually fine with that. I mean, and now that you've said, I was actually fine with that before, and now that you've told me the motivation, it's even better because it's because it's really cool because it's informative. It tells you, okay, I either need to spend my first or second round pick to get Raphael Devers. Yeah, yeah, and if he's there, if he's there at the start of the third round, grab well, yeah, absolutely. What are you doing? I what mean, are you doing? Grab him. I I, gave, I roughly gave you guys, tried to give you guys an order. So I gave you Sandy Alcantara too. And this says, yeah. don't pick him in the second round, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But everybody picked him in the third round. Yeah. So much so. So much so that he broke the the uh, Y max. That, that I had oh, that's funny. I was put. I was starting to put together like a, a cheat for all the first round guys so trey turner like breaks sure too, yeah right because he's he's picked in the first first Every round. single one yeah yeah so i and i don't really want the y access to be 31 yeah because it really hides everything but oh well anyways these are these are pretty cool um maybe i'll post willie adamas hmm. um where's he where's he getting picked i own him by default uh, 100 to 150 Ooh, okay 150. I was the lowest. I, I no. I was the highest pick of him. Um, Were you really? Uh huh. Yeah. No, he's available. Big congrats. And, uh, Big congrats, man. Someone else was far lower. Got him like 100. It's crazy. Here, what, what? Willie. Oh, Willie. 93. So 93 to 143. Dang. And it's cool because it goes across different rounds. Um. So you gave me any other of these ones? You gave me Mitch Haniger, Kenley Jansen. I put in Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is an interesting one too. One fifty to two twenty five. I I like that. I mean, yeah, I think the Kenley Jansen one was a good call because questions about what he's gonna do. I that's the same reason that I gave you Camilo Doval. Yeah, I not a name that I was even thinking of. He spreads from one one twenty five to two. Yeah, I mean, 10. I I picked him because he shows up when you do the volatility analysis has like a whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> whoa, whoa. this guy's been picked all <laughs> over knows? the place <laughs> well that's what's so hard your adp for the next year like if so if his average ends up being like 165 right what is his average like 165 or something like yeah. that and then next year he ends up at like 120 that's pretty far off yeah yeah <laughs> but then the but then his graphs for the two years, yes. So intersect far more. What what I would like is basically to do the the baseball savant style appearance of um, 
of histograms for these. And I think all that means, I know. all that means I is know. that I just need what would be really useful is just to extract the points. Like all I, I think it's a really good idea to just do 15 round, 15 team round lengths is fine. So you just need to produce a, a CSV that has every single player and their value in, um, how many time their percentile value in each round that they were picked oh so you could do that and then you think that you you'd put together you then you'd put together these pen, percentile okay i think so okay i think we can do we can do that i should honestly in like trying to figure out the y max and and stuff it's like i i don't i can't see into this because the histogram uh function does yeah, it for yeah you. exactly then you don't know until it's done so yeah we can we Maybe we calculate those ahead of time and we put and and we put that into a CSV. I can do that. I think that's right. Yeah. Why not? Why not? All right. You want to talk about Max Scherzer? It's an appropriate time. Uh, Max Scherzer drafted in 2006, round one, number 11 overall. But you know he's returned some pretty good value. He's only played on four teams. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive over that whole career. I uh, forgot. Really forgot that he started in Arizona. <laughs> I I cannot because I remember him being like a the guy who is like the next guy. He kept on being like, okay, this is the year for Max Scherzer. He's got everything, and then he wasn't. Well, never got, happened. And he's got three thousand strikeouts. Okay, three thousand career strikeouts, and he does that by just putting up numbers every every year, basically. So we have got his twenty twenty one stats here. He played on two different teams. Um, he got 15 wins, which is pretty incredible. 2.46 ERA. He's got a 0 0.86 whip, 236 strikeouts over that. With 30 games started. So why is he being drafted third? I mean, those numbers are incredible. Everybody's bored with him. Those numbers are incredible. This is going to be his 38-year-old season as well. Yeah. Those are two really important pieces to say. He got 236 <sighs> strikeouts last year. What do you want from him? Oh yeah, and he's a Met. Well, that's that's why I made yeah. the point about his um, about him changing teams. I mean, he's 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 performed best when he seems to have performed best on these like super stable teams. On good oh oh he plays better on good teams, really. <laughs> uh yeah. You know what? Whatever. I'll just embrace it. He's not the Kirk Cousins throwing up stats on bad teams. <laughs> he does play better on good teams. I don't know if he's just motivated on good teams or what, but. I mean, you look at his percentile rankings, and there is not a lot to dislike. And you look at his mound presence, and he just looks good on the mound. He just like he looks scary. Guy has two different well, colors, that is colored that is eyes. Pretty it's freaky. I wasn't gonna weird. mention that, but it's true. Uh, he look he he might be more intimidating of a presence on the mound than Garrett Cole. Yeah, he is. He is. I absolutely. Yeah. Also, I was shocked to see that he's 6'3". Yeah. He's a big guy. He looks so much taller. No, he looks oh. so much taller. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, he's just a big guy, though. You know he's a big guy. Yeah. 6'3", 2'10". He has a big roster. He has a big arsenal of pitches, which is, I think, what's helping him stay alive. Those was always helped him. He's, he's, like when you're watching the... Um, series against him and when you see him in that the playoffs you're just like oh god he just has the pitch for every guy yeah. it feels like 
and just kind of does it, you know, it's not like sort of the, it's not like the Chris Sale, like stomping around the mound and like missing spots and all that, and that he's, kind of He's thing. obviously the academic in this, right? I mean, it's, yeah. he's obviously pursuing this as an academic. So I think, I don't think he's ever going to get to 4,000 Ks, but he's going to be good this year. But his, his ADP is 21. So there's, there, here's your thing. Here's your thing about the ADP again, right? Like, yeah, the value is not the right assumption on the value because 21 is going to return a top 10 player. Yeah. Right? But it's, but it's telling, right. But I mean, it, but it's telling you yeah. that you do, if, if you miss on Cole and Corbin Burns, they should grab him. I agree. I completely agree with that. Absolutely. Or they don't really have to care that much because about you shouldn't overvalue Burns and Cole. But see, this is it's all game theory, man. It's all it's just like way too much game theory. That's why ADP is more game theory than intrinsic value. Walker Bueller was taken before him ADP in um, DGFBI. That's a dumb choice. But there, here again, in the ADP problem with ADP is that like TGFBI, as you've noted. You kind of have to throw spaghetti at the wall, yeah, if you want to win, because people don't. Most people don't play this to just for like a eighty to two hundred fifty um, position end. Like they don't. <laughs> they're not playing it to be like compete. They're, they they want to win. Yeah, they don't care if they lose because it's easier to say like, man, I lost because I lost. But to win, you really have to throw some spaghetti at the wall. All right, who are we doing next week? We're going to talk about Walker Bueller. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah!